Welcome to a special edition of That's a Wrap. We're doing mini episodes on all of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture in the uh, 2016 Oscars for the 2015 movie year. And this episode is going to be Brooklyn. Uh, we have all three of us today. It's me, Eric Marshall. And me, Nick Schlegel. And me, Chris Cullen. And uh, yeah, today we're talking about Brooklyn. Nick has some fun facts for us. Okay, so Brooklyn is, uh, well, over at Rotten Tomatoes, Brooklyn on the tomato meter has a certified fresh rating of 98%, guys. You don't get wow. much higher than that. Um, the audience score is, 80, is an 89% liked it, so you get an average rating of 4.2 out of 5. So it's also sco- scoring very well with the public. The critic consensus is that Brooklyn buttresses outstanding performances from uh, Cersei Ronan and Am- Emery Cohen with a rich period drama that tugs at the heartstrings as deftly as it satisfies the mind. Um, over at IMDb, it has um, an overall rating of 7.6 out of 10, which is pretty high too. So it's um, those people that are seeing Brooklyn are finding that they love it. And that is the case with me too. I would have to thoroughly agree. Thought it was a beautiful film. Gorgeous. Wonderful. Romantic. Yeah, I en- I en- <laughs> romantic. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. Um visually, I thought it was it was pretty stunning uh in certain sequences which was uh which was really nice. Uh narratively it was it was good. It was fine. Um What what did you guys like about it? For me, it was a question of well, there was multiple things going on in the film that really endeared me to it. To begin with, it reminded me of the types of novels that I read when I was just sort of hitting, you know, upper adolescence, early teens. You know, um, uh, works of Charlotte Bronte, for example. Um, or, or Steinbeck or, uh, think, you know, like the red badge of courage or stuff like when you're in junior high and you're starting to get into more adult themes, uh, you're reading Hemingway and Steinbeck and, and it's, it, it's sort of like the slice of life tale and it's a period piece. It takes place in the 1950s. So it really reminded me in a very good way of the type of young adult fiction that I was reading. I mean, I was a young adult at the time, but it was adult fiction. Um, and secondly, it reminded me very much of the types of cinema types of films that I watched growing up on like, you know, channel 50 here, you know, UHF station here in Detroit, WKBD watching Bill Kennedy at the movies, watching Kazan's like a tree grows in Brooklyn or something like that, you know, watching or a Frank Capra type tale, uh, something that just sort of, um, was a very simplistic, um, to watch. And this film reminds you in, in all the best ways and really in all the best ways of the, the promise of a new land and a new life. And, um, and, and from, from, from all those standpoints, I was, I was completely charmed by it. I agree with everything that Nick said. Um, it, it, it was very much like those, those novels that I too read around the same, same period of time. For me, it felt like PBS 
uh, <laughs> which I guess some that would might turn some people off, but at at its absolute best, masterpiece theater at its absolute best. These um, romantic dramas that PBS and masterpiece theater are so good at doing that I I adore. Right, I I just I'm a sucker for really good romantic drama, not romantic comedy. Okay, uh, that no, I've 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 no patience for that. But romantic dramas, uh, those just absolutely just captivate me, and um, I felt that that's what it was. And I think that I, I I thoroughly agree with Nick. I love the immigrant story. The promise of coming, I, the, the United States. I, I love stories about where people are coming over to the United States, especially to New York from Europe, uh, and all of those types of experiences. Um, there's just there's such a wealth of material that people can can do, or that filmmakers can 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 explore those great stories, um, and, and to remind us again that we are. Uh, not not to get overtly political here, but we are a nation of immigrants. That is what we are, unless you are um, an indigenous person. Uh, we all came over here at some point, uh, boat, plane, however you got here. Um, so uh, it, it was a beautiful, I thought that the acting was just spot. Saoirse Ronan was, was wonderful. The cinematography was gorgeous. The color palettes that were used in the film and the way that the, the director used color to reflect the changing nature of characters and the greens of Ireland early on in that film. I mean, it's just absolutely beautiful. And I've, I mean, I've unfortunately never been to Ireland and I've always wanted to go. And this film just made me want to go even more. Um, so I just, I love the music. I love everything about this film. I, I, it's getting harder and harder to pick my favorite for best picture because God, they're just, they're just, they're all so fucking good. Um, and for me, Brooklyn was, uh, was as good as it gets. It's, it's what going to the movies is all about for me. Do you think that's why, uh, why it was chosen is, is because of that immigrant thing? Because I mean, right now in the political arena, uh, the idea of immigration is is kind of huge, especially on the right. Right, right. Um, you think it's yeah, a factor? I, I would yeah. agree with Nick that uh, that's a factor. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm a little puzzled by this one. You know, I I enjoyed the film. I found it charming. Um, I thought it was visually striking. Uh, not just the the shots of Ireland, but also some of the uh, scenes in Brooklyn. Like visually, were great. The costuming was really good. Uh, the acting was good, especially uh, uh, seriously the the main character but also the uh i love the old woman in the boarding house um in brooklyn when they're always having those oh she's priceless she, I, I laughed every time she was like in every one of those scenes there was something she said that i just thought was really really funny and cute um and all that and so yeah i found it very charming and i enjoyed watching it and i'm really glad i saw it uh but i'm i'm a little puzzled by the nomination because i don't there's not it's it doesn't seem all that special to me as a film. I think that, like I said, I'm glad I, I watched it, but I doubt I'll watch it again. But that's and, the thing, Eric, I got to interject there and say, yeah, like, if, that, if you brought up like a list of Oscar nominees for best pictures of the last 50 or 60 years, there's always one or two, even when it was just five, you know, five yeah. uh, choices. Mm -hmm. That's always sort of a quiet um, European co-production or, or was made by a, a, right. a, 
once great director who's now getting old or something like that, like David Lean or something like that, where, you know, there's always one that is sort of like just slightly askew with the rest. And, but yeah, then yeah. I, that like, that becomes like its own criteria for being nominated. Did you follow what I'm trying to say there? Sort of like yeah. That, you know? Yeah. And I'm not objecting to it being nominated by any, no. by any stretch, but, and I think there are a couple of films this year that are, that are, that fall into not the, the co-production category, but into the quiet, small, because it's a small film, though, because yeah. there's a niche for those in, uh, historically. Yeah, yeah, there is. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Um, and, and this, and this is like I said. There's nothing, nothing wrong with the film. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's very, it's, it's like I said, it's very small in a way, but it, it, it has greater themes. That's know, the of, strongest selling point, I think. Yeah, that's I think why too, I think yeah. it really reminded me of of masterpiece theater, right? Uh, something from PBS. Things that are oftentimes. Um, small but have very grandiose themes. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that because you have the theme of integration, mm-hmm. the theme of immigration, right? You have this idea of the past and the future, the homeland versus the new, you know, the 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 new frontier, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, things like that uh, definitely are all in there. Um, and then you have the fifties values of you know, courting and, and, you know, kind of sex before marriage and right. It, 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 there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there that, um, that, you know, is historically, I think probably pretty accurate. I yeah, just found myself caring about her so much. Um, in the beginning, she's, she's awfully quiet and, um, you're not entirely sure what to make of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember how to pronounce her name. It's uh, ha- 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 Hamish. Ailish. 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 And um, uh, once she arrives, you know, I, I, her journey to to New York is quite interesting, and she's sort of mentored by someone who has uh, done it before. And when she gets there, I mean, she is, you know, I'm 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 reminded when uh, when I teach a unit on nostalgia, I, I talk to the students about what nostalgia literally means translated, which it means homesick. Uh, nostalgia means homesick and you need time and distance in order to have nostalgia for something. And so she's truly so, I mean, she's literally sick, you know, she's, she's very dour, gl- gloomy, unhappy, very homesick. And then some stuff happens. Uh, you know, she starts to, she starts to integrate better into her new, her new job and, and, and her social life. And then uh, at the midpoint of the film, tragedy strikes and she returns to Ireland and so, I mean, I'm watching her. She's like a ball in a pinball machine, just bouncing around. And I find I found myself just caring so deeply about her now that she had found a sense of her own identity. And now I will sort of start to get into to a little bit of spoiler territory. Yeah, so. go ahead. Uh, so I'll just warn the listeners. Nothing I said yet has been spoiler, but this is kind of a spoiler. When she gets back to Ireland, what I don't like is I, I, I feel like everybody's conspiring to keep her there, you know, and quietly, some, some more obvious than others. And it just, you know, it, it really started to, to bother me because I felt like her agency or her, you know, her free will was being imposed upon and it was actually working. You know, she was considering her options in Ireland. And of course, she has a bow and he's wonderful in this movie. That He reminds me so much of James Dean, guys. If you put like, glasses on him you know and look yeah, at look at pictures of like like rebel without a cause yeah, it yeah. looks just so much like james dean uh yeah. and so i think what brooklyn really 
why I loved it so much was I just thought she was such a compelling character. I cared I a lot too, about her. And I, I cared about, I cared about all, all of the characters and, and, um, and I, I really like that you zeroed in on the fact that when she goes back to Ireland, you started to get mad because I, I, I did too. I, you know, I, I started to get really resentful towards everybody. Well, there's selfish her. motivations, you know, and it was to get, there was no, no consideration of the fact that she was happy and had come into her own mm-hmm. where, where, where she was, you know, and, and, and there was this sense like, oh, we're not good enough for you. You had to go to the U.S. Right. Um, and, you know, and eventually she basically says, no, you, you, you weren't. This wasn't good enough for me. I'm happy where I'm at. That's a better place for me. And I'm going, God damn it. And I, I was just, I was so happy when she well, finally did. Yeah. And the tipping, the tipping points, one of the best parts. Oh, the, yeah. Is, like, is, what are you, you going to do? What are you going to do to me? Yeah. That's, that's so good. That, that whole sequence there, that's perfectly conceived in the uh, author's mind. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, you know, one of the things, one of the things that bothered me going in was I had read a description of the film, you know, a little capsule and, um, you know, there's a way to do this. There's a way not to do this. And the, and the one I read was said it was an, I, is this from, uh, I don't know what it's from. Is this from Wikipedia? I don't know. An Irish immigrant in 1950s, New York falls for a tough Italian plumber, but faces temptation oh. from, but faces temptation from another man at when she returns to her homeland for a visit. So what the capsule, that was not that that wasn't Brooklyn. Oh. Who's the idiot who wrote that? That's, no, that's well, he's pretty tough, you know. No, that's not, he's the opposite. Not he's, a, he's an gentleman. absolute. Uh, he is so sweet; it's ridiculous how sweet he is. He's very There's sweet, like, yeah. He, but he's rough around the edges, you know. But that's well, not what I'm. Around the, the edges, but the not, tough, the, the tough oh, is no. not what I'm objecting to, you guys. <laughs> the tough is not what I'm objecting to. What I'm objecting to is the faces temptation from another man when she returns home. The the capsule reveals something that happens two thirds of the way through the film, more than halfway through. So the entire setup of her moving to Brooklyn and falling in love with this guy, I knew just from the stupid little synopsis that what was going to happen, and it really bummed me out, you know, because you you don't because until that point, the tension in the film is: is she going to be able to bridge the gap between her Irish heritage and his Italian heritage? Is she going to assimilate into America um, well, you know, seamlessly? Uh, you know, how is she going to balance, you know, kind of the the idea of her old family and what's going to be a new family, right? But then when she goes back to Ireland, it gets completely turned around, right? Um, so, I mean, I'm just like, if you're going to describe a movie, you know, you should always stick with just the first <laughs> act, right? Yeah. So, so it happened, I was ready for it, but there were a couple things that I thought were kind of, um, kind of interesting because she's tempted by this guy, this rich guy who has his own business and he's very nice as well. Right. Everybody in the town is conspiring. As you say, her mother, her new employer, like everybody except for the old woman in the bakery um, to try to keep her there for, like you said, for their own special uh, uh, selfish reasons. But I, it seems to me that the reason that she doesn't go back the one of the main reasons is because she married the guy. Before oh, she yeah. came over, like if she hadn't married him, would she have made the same decision and for the same reasons? I don't. I let me rephrase that. First, I don't think it's that she's married to him. I think she loves him. I think that's why she goes back. Uh, and yes, she's married to him. Sure, 
Uh, but you I, know, I, I think she's in love with him, and and absence made the heart grow fonder. In that case, she was reminded of why she was happy to be away from there, and that she does love this guy. And uh, you know, and, and we spend a long time lingering over his letters to her, uh, and uh, you know, h- him composing it, writing scenes where he's actually getting his younger brother's help to find the right words, how yeah, he misses her so every cute. day. You know, this is this is like uh, James Joyce territory. <laughs> it's like, right. yeah. you know, it's 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 beautiful. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a confluence of things that make her go back. But I, ultimately, I think it's, yeah, it's 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 for her own. It, 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 it's what she wants to do, and and uh, it's her decision. And um, I don't think that's that she's got an anchor around her in terms of the marriage. Uh, uh, you know, although. From a practical standpoint, she does. You're right. Yeah. Um, but uh, from a plot point, they kind of, you know, interestingly, you know, thinking about it from a plot point, if Mrs. Green, I think is her name, the that stupid old lady who basically threatens her and says, yeah. oh, I, you know, I got this letter. You're getting married from wherever, whatever little town she's from in Ireland. If they were not married and if that had not happened, it does beg the question: What would have finally made her right. go back? Right. right, and that's and that's exactly my so, point: is that that's a, that, that is, that's, it's a valid point. Yeah, those two plot points: the the marriage and the and the old lady kind of threatening her. Like, I wonder because I I, I found myself wondering, and this is a sign of a good screenplay: uh, is that I found myself wondering what would be better for her to go back to Brooklyn to the guy who loves the uh, the Dodgers, right? Was it the Dodgers? Yeah. yeah the or Dodgers. to stay in her homeland with this with this other guy. I thought there was like a legitimate choice, but it was weighted for her to go back because of the marriage in particular and the, and the old lady. Because when the old lady's like, ah, oh, blah, 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 she's like, I, you just reminded me what this town's like. I'm out of here, right? Which really sets up a really strong positive-negative binary between – uh, the United States and Ireland between Brooklyn and the small town in Ireland, which um, I think maybe wasn't fair in a way to her, to her old life, but it made sense. So I don't, I don't just completely agree with you, Nick, that she did it for love and she happened to be married. I, I think that maybe those are equal things. I wonder if she would have let the guy go if she hadn't married him just in, in, in haste just beforehand. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. What but I, to me, what it, I think, it muddied the yeah. waters of her of her intentions and her motivations. Well, yeah, of course. And naturally, I mean, they, they, they would be to some degree muddy because she's she's muddy on it. I think she finds her true compass. I don't think it's because she's married. I think that's part of the equation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that she would have been reminded how much she didn't like that town if it wasn't that day on another day. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. So eventually, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, eventually. Yeah. And I think, yeah, her being married, but I think her making her own decisions and getting out of the, under the thumb of, of the people around her that are trying to decide what's best for her and yeah. letting her decide what's best for her yeah. seemed to be what the, you know, the, the backbone is. And I, I think that I agree with that, that completely. The fact that she was married, and the fact that the threat came up was also from from both the screenplay and the original because this was I guess this was I found out this was based on an original novel. It mm-hmm. was a convenient twist to get her to go because other, otherwise, if she's not married, if you don't put that in the book and in the story, how are you going to contrive a way for her to get back to the United States and you know without drawing it out or seeing seeming 
ridiculous or, or, or anything like that. So right. I think it works on multiple, multiple, multiple levels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah, that, that just, that part I didn't like, but I, I saw why it was there. Uh, because it makes you, when, when the guy is courting her, it really makes you feel like you're, I mean, you're cringing through that. Cause you're like, is she going to stay in Ireland with this guy? Or is she going to go back to this really nice Italian dude who, I mean, every, that dude was all about her, <laughs> the okay. Italian, you know what I mean? Um, you know, and, and you, you kind of cringe because you're like in the back of your head, you know, like she's married to this guy mm-hmm. and she's with this guy and she's in love with this guy. But you're right, Nick, about the choices because even the choice to go to, the, to America in the first place, it's not clear that that's even her choice. I mean, it seems right. like she wants to, but it's been arranged Arrange. by somebody else. Yeah. The church. So, and, yeah. Yeah. And then her coming back to Ireland also was not exactly a choice because she was going to her sister sister's funeral so right. you know none of it is because no, she's she, not going to her sister's funeral she felt she, bad for right. her mother right right exactly. she misses her sister's right funeral. she misses her sister's funeral right um but she's going back because her sister's back yeah. she's not yeah, going because back because kicked. she wants to yeah right so and yeah so it all seems to be about when did, when does she get to make her own decision about yeah. what to do with her life yeah, um, and, it's, and it's when she stands know, up to that woman in the bakery, that that, that you get that, you know, right? Yeah, for sure. yeah. and I don't yeah. think I mean he didn't force her to marry her. I mean he asked, yeah. but it, right. he didn't like you know he didn't force her. He he really wanted her to, and she agreed. Yeah. Um, and so it was you know it seems to me like the, the the beauty at the towards the end of the film, uh, was that that you know over um. Over what's the word I'm looking for? Um, slightly overexposed uh, exposure, you know, uh, on that little sunny Brooklyn street where he comes out of just doing a plumbing yeah. job, right? <laughs> and that's just, and that's why we go to movies, you know, we to get that scene. <laughs> yeah, you know? definitely. I, I got the warm fuzzies on that. Oh, when big you, time! Yeah, big when time. you say it, right I can there. see the image perfectly in my mind. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I agree. Another thing about this film that I think should be mentioned, we kind of mentioned a little bit, is as serious as it is and, and, and kind of how heavy it can be at points, it's actually really light uh, through most of the film. There are some very light comedic moments um, that I think that's where the charm of the film comes from is is the – yeah. Um, like with the eight-year-old brother or the woman in the boarding house or even at the beach in Ireland where she has her uh, bathing suit under her clothes. And they're like, why didn't we ever think of that? You know, that she yeah. had learned in Brooklyn herself. It's very symmetrical. You know, there's a lot of good set up and, set up and payoff in the film. Uh, it, it's, it's uh, you know, besides the tension, it's an easy watch because, like you said, it's very charming on that level. Yeah, I, I I loved Brooklyn. I, I I thought it was great. I I did too. And even if you know, there's a lot of very stiff competition. I don't know if it'll win. It might not. Yeah, but if nothing else, <laughs> I mean, I think I I think it's I think it's got a very very slim chance of winning, uh, best picture at least. Um, I think it maybe a better chance at winning best adapted screenplay. But uh, at if nothing else, hopefully the Oscar buzz gets gets more people to um, see it. Yeah. See yeah. It. Yeah. I would not have seen this film if it weren't nominated for best picture. Right. I never would have yeah. sought it out. I wouldn't have, I might not have even heard of it. So it's already done that at least. And like you said, Nick, it's re-released in some of the independent theaters. So it's getting, it's getting, it's giving it some legs, which is really nice. Yeah. I just looked here. Um, and it's being re-released this week in the Amherst cinema in Amherst, Massachusetts. Wow. So if you're in, um, 
West Central Massachusetts. So <laughs> Amherst Cinema. Yeah. I wonder how many of our listeners are in West Central Massachusetts. A couple, maybe. Uh, right? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, yeah. I honestly don't know. I have, I have a few of my colleagues who, yeah. who, uh, who listen. We so, get on that, Chris. And I am. <laughs> and, and Spread Eric, the word. Stay away from like Wikipedia summaries. That yeah. was a. Uh, not yeah. only did that person like you know not use the right adjectives to describe characters, but gave you like a major portion of the third act. There. Ruined it. Uh, yeah, it's yeah like, ruined the film. The, uh, the IMDb synopsis is perfect. It's an Irish immigrant lands in 1950s Brooklyn, where she quickly falls into a romance with a local. Uh, with the local, when her past catches up with her, however, she must choose between two countries and the lives that exist within. Exactly. That's a nice capsule. That's a good synopsis from my idea. You know, it gives you a sense of what it's about without, you know, going going strictly into the plot. So, yeah, lesson learned. Um, <laughs> I mean, whatever. So. Uh, thanks for listening to our little mini episode of Brooklyn. You can find the other mini episodes we're doing of the other seven films on the uh, iTunes feed or on our site at that's uh, You can also, if you want to support our little endeavor here, go to patreon.com slash that's a wrap and uh, pledge a couple bucks per episode or uh, per month to kind of keep us running here. Cause it does cost a little bit of money and we spend a lot of time doing this and we would appreciate your appreciation in that realm. Uh, so once again, for that's a wrap, I'm Eric Marshall. I'm Nick Schlegel. And I'm Christopher Gullen. And thanks for listening. All right. Cut. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm.